0: Brian Health takes the responsibility to lead and to do the things that make everyone better, healthier, and moving forward together. Here's another Brian Health podcast with Melanie Cole.
1: Although there's no diet cure for arthritis, certain foods and certain exercises have been shown to fight inflammation, strengthen bones, and boost the immune system. Adding these foods and these exercises to your balanced diet may help ease some of the symptoms of your arthritis. My guest today is Jamie Russell. She's a nurse practitioner with the Arthritis Center of Nebraska. Jamie, how can nutrition, I mean, we're going to talk about exercise, but nutrition itself, how has that been shown to help with arthritis symptoms?
0: Well, there's certain types of foods that are considered pro-inflammatory. And so, in general, more inflammation equals more pain, specifically in the joints in this particular instance. So foods like sugar, saturated fats, trans fats, refined carbohydrates, MSG, aspartame, and even alcohol have all been implicated as quote-unquote pro-inflammatory or increasing inflammation. And even um, foods that are high in sodium have also been implicated in increasing inflammation. So it's important that you um, try to limit these types of foods in your diet and then also use different types of foods that are considered anti-inflammatory like omega-3s, which include fish like salmon or dark leafy greens and olive oil. Cherries are also helpful for different types of arthritis like gout. They have been shown to lower uric acid levels, which can prevent gout flares. Green tea is also anti-inflammatory. Whole grains, um, citrus fruits like pineapple, um, and other citruses like oranges and things like that are also great, including high fiber foods as well. So those are all options that people have to include in their diet to help fight inflammation.
1: So those are all really great foods. And you mentioned sugar is something that we stay away from. What else do you want people with arthritis to steer clear of? And, you know, are some of these difficult to steer clear of?
0: Well, Absolutely. I think for most people we in America, especially, we tend to have diets that are high in saturated fats and trans fats. So it's important that you always look at food labels and make sure that these are limited, if not completely eliminated from the types of foods that you're eating. In general, we say, you know, walk around the outside of the grocery store, try to avoid the the inner aisles of the grocery store, because most of the time, these types of foods contain those refined carbohydrates, and the things that we need to stay away from that actually increase inflammation. Plus, these are more likely going to be your processed foods. And for the most part, if you can't pronounce the ingredient on the label, it's probably not a good choice.
1: So we do like to say, you know, shop the perimeter, go to the produce, but not everybody knows what to do with some of those things. What do you tell people when they say, well, I'd really like to eat Brussels sprouts and kohlrabi, and I hear that kale's really, really great, but I don't know what to do with any of them?
0: As far as preparation or things like that, I think here locally, we have a lot of opportunities at grocery stores and things like that where... Dieticians are present and they can be extremely helpful, especially if you let them know that you have a certain type of arthritis. They can steer you in the right direction and provide recipes and ways to prepare the foods. A great resource for recipes as well as other information about types of foods that you should be able to eat or can eat is arthritis.org. Uh, that's a great resource for patients because it helps explain it in a way that people can understand a lot better than other types of websites that, like uh, Mayo or things like that, that may be a little bit more difficult to understand.
1: So we also hear about omega-3s and they hear about supplements like chondroitin and glucosamine, vitamin D to help strengthen your bones. Are we looking for these things in our foods, fishes, fatty fishes, salmon, those things, or... If someone has arthritis, is it preferable that they need a little bit of extra of some of these so they might have to look to supplements?
0: So omega-3s, the best way to get those really is from from food. But like you said, a lot of times that's included in certain fishes and things like that. And not everybody tends to like fish. Some love it, some hate it. So the option would be to use an omega-3 supplement on a regular basis. And it's also good for heart health, too, so not just for arthritis. Other options can include nuts, too, that are also full of omega-3s. We talked about glucosamine and chondroitin and all of that. Those are either extremely beneficial for people, I find, or they don't find as much benefit from them. So our general rule with supplements like glucosamine is you give it a try for about three months, see if you notice a difference in your joints and, and your joint pain, And if not, go ahead and stop the medication. Many times what people find is after they stop it, that's when they really notice that it was doing something for them and making a difference. And I have several patients that absolutely swear by glucosamine and chondroitin. Vitamin D is another good option. There's really no good studies that tell us that vitamin D is helpful for joint pain, but certainly vitamin D is important for bone health and bone strength. So if you're vitamin D deficient, it's definitely important to get on a vitamin D supplement because it's really difficult to get vitamin D from foods to get enough to actually make a difference.
1: And now on to exercise, Jamie, as we think about the different exercises and because certain types of arthritis are rheumatoid in nature and inflammatory in nature, then they can build on themselves and certain exercises are contraindicated. So how do people know what exercises will help ease some of that joint pain?
0: That's actually a really good question, and, and this can be directed a lot of times by a trainer or someone that is trained in, in how the body moves specifically and these different types of arthritis conditions, so that way it can be tailored to each individual, but in general for people with arthritis, we like to say low-impact exercise, things that aren't putting a lot of pressure, especially on the knees and the ankles, all of the weight-bearing joints. Options that include these types of exercises would be something like swimming. We recommend that a lot for arthritis patients. It's a great way to kind of be weightless in the water, uh, but you're also getting a really good workout at the same time and you're not putting undue stress or pressure on your joints. Other options include machines like a new step. That's an option too where you're just moving back and forth, but you're not putting all of that weight on your knees. Outside of that, just a gentle walking program is also very helpful for people trying to get those 10,000 steps in a day to, to stay healthy and stay active. Weightlifting is a good option but also under probably the guise of a, a trainer that can tell you ways that you can lift weights that are protective to your joints. If people have arthritis in their hands, built-up grips or using hand protection so that way they are not using power grips and irritating the small joints of the hands. And outside of that, um, I think other options besides just the cardiovascular side of exercise, it's important that people participate in a regular strengthening, stretching, therapeutic stretching type program. Options include yoga or tai chi is is very helpful for people with arthritis. It helps you move your body in a way that um, maybe you don't on a normal basis, plus it It's very easy on the joints themselves. And I think that there's also a good mind body benefit to things like yoga and Tai Chi as well.
1: What a great answer, Jamie. And in just the last few minutes here, what about weight loss? Does that play a role in? easing some of the symptoms of arthritis. People hear about all the medications you can go on and maybe they're trying Tai Chi or swimming some of these things, but what about easing some of the body weight that is also contributing to some of that pain?
0: So weight loss is huge and it's a very difficult thing because it's not easy to lose weight and especially when you have arthritis, that limits the things that you can do to try to lose weight. But incorporating things like diet and exercise are always very important. One thing that I always tell patients, especially with knee osteoarthritis, and that's kind of the wear and tear of the joints of the knees, is every one pound that you're overweight, that puts four extra pounds of undue stress and pressure on your knees. So, you know, simply being 10 pounds overweight puts 40 additional pounds on the knees. So weight control and weight loss are very, very important. Um, That being said, some of the other arthritis conditions that we treat here that are inflammatory arthritis conditions... Increased weight actually doesn't allow the medicine to work as well as they could if the weight were less or in a regular um, body mass index or a regular weight for their height or age. So all of those things together, um, weight is is very important and it's it's important that people try to uh, lose weight if they do have extra weight that they're carrying around, because really it's just easier on the body overall, especially the weight-bearing joints like the knees and
1: ankles. Wrap it up for us, Jamie, with more of your great advice on how nutrition and exercise can affect arthritis in a positive way and help ease some of those limits to range of motion and some of those pains.
0: Overall, um, as we've kind of discussed, using type, using food as almost a medicine, I think, is a great way to think about it. We're not using food as as something that um, fulfills us, but more as, as a medicine as a, and as something that keeps us going and keeps our energy levels high. So those types of foods that do that are the ones that we previously discussed that keep inflammation low. And with inflammation low, we have more energy to be able to get out and exercise and do the walking programs and the stretching and and those sorts of things. Now, sometimes people need a little bit of direction. So, you know, working with a personal trainer or a nutritionist is a wonderful option. And we like to use those resources frequently if we can for patients because they think knowledge is power. And so the more you know about your disease process, the more you know about nutrition, the more you know about exercise, overall, the better that you're going to feel. And you're going to be better with your arthritis and be able to cope better and to be able to function better on an everyday basis.
1: Thank you so much, Jamie, for such great information and sharing your expertise with us today. What a great topic. And a special thank you to our podcast partner, Mapes Industries. This is Brian Health Podcast. For more information about today's topic, please go to NebraskaArthritis.com. That's NebraskaArthritis.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.